Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel podcast. As a vibrant part of life at TWU, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. Welcome everyone to chapel at Trinity Western University. I've been speaking with Reverend James to give my testimony and share with you all for a while. So here I'm in the studio with Ezekiel. Thanks Ezekiel. And uh, hopefully I share my story with you, uh, a little bit about our rugby program at Trinity. And uh, my hope is that some way through something that I have to say, uh, God may speak something into your life. So um, three things that uh, maybe some themes that you might pick up on through my story and, and through my testimony as just elements of trust, choice, and response. So um, I'll begin with my life story now. So um, it's Christmas time where I'm recording it just before, and um, you know, there's different Christmas uh, elements out there on uh, the media and so on. So I don't know if you're too young now of age to know who Mr. Bean is, but uh, there's a Christmas uh, snippet uh, from his show where Mr. Bean, it's British comedy, um, he's directing uh, a Salvation Army band. So he, he's they're out on the street and directing the band. And I don't know if you know much about the Salvation Army, but they wear uniforms, military-style uniforms, and they play brass instruments. So anyway, look it up. If you're on YouTube, you can skip ahead and watch. Uh, just look up Mr. Bean. Salvation Army Band, and you'll see it. So anyway, the point of that is, is I grew up in the Salvation Army. My parents are Salvation Army officers. Um, my mom's, uh, her parents were officers. My grandmother was a missionary to Chile, and uh, I just come from a long line of Salvation Army officers, in a sense, on my mom's side, and uh, that's what I grew up in. And that really uh, set the foundations of my life and um, and my story, which you'll hear. So. Through, I, I consider myself a nomad, so my parents were transferred all across North America, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, in Canada throughout my childhood. So we'll start off right at the very beginning. So those of you from Saskatchewan who bleed green, I was born in Melford, Saskatchewan um, in uh, February in the blizzard, and, and our first home was on the back of the church. So um, I'm the youngest of three. So. Here we are, a small family in the back of a church in small town, Saskatchewan. So that's that's the starting point of my humble beginnings. Uh, then we moved to Vernon, British Columbia when I was six months old and lived there for seven years. And uh, when I was about five or six, some after church, uh, my, my sister, my older sister, Krista, asked me if I wanted to accept Jesus into my life. And I said yes, and we prayed together. And uh, I, I asked Jesus into my heart, as you know, you'd imagine a little child to do. And that was my first uh, kind of action of trust and choice uh, in my life at a young age. Um, so when I was seven, my parents got moved from British Columbia to Thunder Bay, Ontario, uh, which isn't too far from Sudbury, a um, little south. Anyhow, Ezekiel's from uh, Sudbury. So if you don't know Ezekiel, he's the props for recording all this. Don't edit this out. Um, so Thunder Bay, we're there for a little bit. 
and then I was in grade two there, but then we get moved to Brandon, Manitoba. So uh, we're in Brandon, Manitoba, only there for uh, about nine months, and then we get moved to Kitchener, Ontario. So we lived there for three years, uh, just typical childhood, I don't know, new school, new relationships, all that kind of stuff. So this was already the one, two, three, four, five, the fifth town I was in, so grade three to five, I was there. Then we moved to Smith Falls, Ontario, and that spot uh, didn't, uh, we were only there for a few months. My parents identified some things in the appointment they were given from the Salvation Army that uh, they didn't think were a good, safe fit for our family. So my parents had good leadership and requested a, a move. And that was a pretty, uh, it was right in the middle of the school year, around October. Uh, the moment we got moved to St. John's, Newfoundland. And I don't know if any of you have been to Newfoundland, but uh, it's a very uh, different place than the rest of Canada. And it was, in some ways, the easiest place that I moved to, um, where people were just so friendly and welcoming and uh, just brilliant people. Um, so if you haven't been, I highly recommend going to Newfoundland. So um, moved to St. John's, and I was in currently in grade six there. So I'm starting to get into the those kind of teenage years, and I've already been through quite a bit of move and change in my life. My my siblings are going through a lot of change, and it is a different culture in Newfoundland, and sometimes that's overwhelming. So um, at some point in time during that first year living in St. John's, uh, I, I had, I don't know, anxiety or stress or thoughts and uh, just worry about different things. And um, if you've ever been to Salvation Army Church in Newfoundland, uh, you'll know that they can, uh, they go hard in their services and they pursue holiness. And there's a, there's a church service in the morning and a church service in the evening. And in the evening service, there's a ton of testimonies and people stand up and just, they're just passionate people and they'll sing hymns and it goes on and on and on. Sometimes they'll sing a hymn forever uh, and just dwell on it. And, uh, and I just believe that uh, the spirit really moves in those meetings and it's a good, strong, faithful place in Newfoundland. So anyway, one, one uh, evening, a Sunday evening, I can't remember if I was in grade six or seven, I was probably in grade six, um, but I just recall sitting in the pew and feeling all this worry and the hymn starts playing in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust? And um, at that point in time, I just kind of asked him or just sensed this, uh, um, this sense about me and this feeling um, like, do I trust God or not? And all this worry that I have is a, you know, how old are you? 12 or 13 or 11, however old I was, the sense came about me and I just asked myself, do I trust God or not? And that song in the O Lord, do I put my trust is in that moment, I just decided, yeah, I trust you, God. And from that moment on, that song will often play throughout my mind um, when I uh, encounter times of anxiety or worry. And it, it came from a choice when I was in grade six um, to actually trust God in that time. So from there, we only lived in St. John's for two years, and then my parents got transferred from St. John's, Newfoundland, all the way west to Victoria, British Columbia. Um, so I was going into grade eight there, start another school again, uh, big upheaval, drive our Pontiac 6000 right across the country. Um, it died in the Coquihalla and uh, had a good tow truck ride for a few hours uh, to Chilliwack, anyhow. We... Uh, we made it to Victoria, and that's where I ended up falling in love with, with rugby. And um, that uh, becomes a big part of my life. 
Uh, I started playing in rugby in grade eight, a Squamalt secondary school. I had some really great coaches that just instilled the passion of sport and rugby into my life and had some really good teammates there. Um, so really in Victoria, that was just uh, where rugby was introduced to my life. Um, in grade 10, or going into grade 10 and grade nine, uh, the way it works in the Salvation Army is around the May long weekend. If your parents are officers, you're just, this weekend is the weekend when the calls come out. So this is probably what led to my anxiety and stress around this time, or, you know, do I trust God or not to, with my life to move me all around. So anyway, when I'm in grade nine, I get, it's that morning when the phone calls come and, uh, the phone rings, uh, on this day when the moves come out and I just hear my sister upstairs in her room, bawling her eyes out. Um, so we know that we're moving then. So we find out that we're moving to Saskatchewan to back to my birth, uh, province. So, uh, move to Saskatoon. So if you've been to British Columbia, Victoria, it's one of the nicest cities in the world. Uh, it's just amazing. So, and we've been out of Saskatchewan for years and years. I didn't really remember it much, but I just picture just a barren wasteland that I did not want to go to at all. Um, so it turns out my, my older brother, my older sister didn't move to Saskatchewan with us. My sister stayed and went to UVic and my brother moved to Ontario. So suddenly I'm an only child moving to Saskatoon in grade 10, uh, and up there for grade 10, 11, 12. And I was just pretty, uh, cheesed to move to Sask Saskatoon. Sorry for those of you from Saskatchewan and my ignorance at that time in my life. Um, but the first six months, I don't know, it was just a dark place for me where I'm just that my parents would only ask me questions. It's just there was I didn't have my siblings with me anymore to have uh, questions asked to them at the dinner table. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just sat downstairs in my room and played drums for about six months. And then uh, in the after Christmas, that's when the rugby season was. And um, it wasn't until rugby started that I started making friends and uh, lifelong friends. And uh, Saskatoon ended up being a really uh, informative and deep place of my life. The, the church we went to, amazing uh, people there at the Salvation Army Church. Um, some really great leaders who cared for me and uh, showed interest in me through the playing in the brass bands and I played the tuba there. Um, but I didn't really have any strong peer connections. I was into sport and I didn't share any strong Christian bond bonds with uh, people my own age there and the rugby community and my rugby teammates became who I spent most of my time with and they weren't Christians but some really amazing people. Um, so in high school I loved sport, was really involved in church but um, it wasn't my all. I didn't give my all to Christ uh, throughout those times and really rugby was my my focus in many ways and um, just having fun with my friends and um, with rugby it's in Canada it's pretty uh, it's a pretty secular sport and uh, a lot of alcohol and that kind of stuff going on. I ended up playing senior men's rugby when I was in grade 11 and you're just around that kind of environment often. And um, yeah, like I was influenced by that for sure. So I always felt this conflict in myself. Do I follow, uh, you know, how I was raised and the teachings that I had um, growing up through Salvation Army holiness teaching and all these things playing in the band and going to church on Sunday and pretty involved throughout the week. But then you've got rugby and games and all the social activities involved in that. So I just had this conflict finding balance between the two sides of my life. And, and I found it difficult to choose to follow Christ with all my actions, 
um, on my own without a kind of a, a peer who believed the same things right beside me. Uh, I was often alone in the rugby environment as the only Christian, and my behavior didn't always fall in line with Christian values, and and that tore tore me up. And uh, uh, at the end of grade twelve, um, there was a party, and um, I just remember being at it and looking in the mirror and uh, just being around this environment, and my my actions line weren't lining up to how I was raised. And I just remember looking in the mirror and thinking to myself, like, do you believe this or not? Like, do you, are you going to follow me? Like from Jesus, like, are you going to follow me or not? And it was in June is a year end rugby party and that. And um, in that moment, I just looked at myself and like, you're a moron. Like you need to just make a decision. And um, so going back on my childhood and those elements of trust, and then I had a choice to make. And, and I, in that moment, I, I decided I'd choose to, fully follow Jesus with the rest of my life. So I was 18 years old um, and my decisions would line up to just pursue Christ and, and everything. Cause otherwise like the Holy spirit, like my just conscience, my spirit within me was just in shambles. I had, was just a mess. So in that moment, I felt a lot of peace. And um, from that moment on, I haven't uh, had any alcohol or anything like that. My, my full focus has been on following Jesus. Two weeks later, um, I mean, while all this was going on, I accepted a job to work at a Salvation Army camp in, in Ontario. And, um, yeah, two weeks later, I didn't know it at the time, but I ended up meeting, uh, my wife, Stephanie. And, um, yeah, we just hit it off being really good friends. And, um, that summer I decided to go to Simon Fraser University, uh, move away from Saskatchewan. Uh, I was ready to give up rugby and just leave it behind because um, I didn't think it was it, what rugby represented was the world and leaving that behind was uh, following Jesus. So I was ready to do that. Met Stephanie um, by the end of the summer. I didn't really want a girlfriend at the time. Um, so uh, we definitely cared for each other and we're flirting and, you know, typical romance story of a teenager. Uh, so, but I really didn't want a girlfriend moving to back to British Columbia. And it turns out Stephanie's from St. John's, Newfoundland. Um, so she's on the opposite side of the, the country from me. So I didn't want a long distance girlfriend. I didn't want a girlfriend. I wanted to see uh, what what girls out were like out in British Columbia and see what was out here. But, uh, and I just, uh, Stephanie said to me one night, cause we were flirting still. And she said, you, you need to make a decision here. Like, are we gonna be a couple or not? Um, we, we already expressed that we had, we really liked each other and that kind of thing, but it was me being a moron. Um, and one night we were hanging out, it was August 11th, uh, and there's meteor showers around that time. So it was a good setting. So meteors are going on in this clear Ontario sky around uh, Lake Huron. And, um, yeah, Stephanie says to me, like, look, you're being, you're not fair to me. Um, you can't, uh, be close to me. You need to make a decision. So I was like, Oh man. And then I just was praying in that moment and like, God, what do you want me to, what do you, what do you want? Like, what, what, where is this going? And I clearly heard in my, in my ear, in my head here, it's like, don't be stupid. She's going to be your wife. So, so I just said to Stephanie, God says yes. And I don't know if she's just like, this guy is bizarre, like give him a response like that. Or he just, 
I don't know what she thought, but you can ask her maybe someday if you meet her. But that was just one clear moment in my life where he was just so present and spoke right in my ear. Don't be a, a fool. She's going to be your wife. Um, and I took that straight as from God. And um, we were long distance for that year. And it was amazing to build our relationship through uh, a cord, corded telephone. And um, yeah, it was just a really strong uh, basis for our relationship where we prayed together and um, and she's been the biggest blessing in my life and really, uh, God really provided her at a time in my life when, um, I needed someone and to, to be beside me and be my greatest strength and partner and is based on our faith and common faith. And for those of you who may not be a, a Christian or have, uh, um, you know, a faith background to me, like, uh, just by our standard being set on the Bible Bible and Christ, it's not what I want or not what Stephanie wants in herself, but that's been such a great help, having a standard outside of ourselves for our relationship, and and um, that's really guided our life and our trust and our decisions together as a family. So that was a massive moment in my life and growing into adulthood. Um, and so I've decided, you know, my faith is most important. I'm following God, and He's provided someone who's going to be my wife someday. So just to skip ahead, we got married four years later. Um, but uh, I'll just get back on track here. So I'm in Vancouver, um, ready to give up rugby. And this is getting into rugby now. So it turns out my pastor at the local Salvation Army we decide to go to is one of the toughest human beings I've ever met in my life. So his name is Michael Collins. I'm, I'm 18 years old. And it Turns out this pastor has played for British Columbia. He's a tight head prop. So, um, yeah, uh, he just says, man, you should come play rugby with me at Douglas Rugby Club. So um, so I decided to go play rugby with Michael at Douglas Rugby Club. And um, we formed a Bible study called Bible Thumpers, uh, where it's good to be a tough male. Not that I'm the toughest guy, but he definitely was. But we live our life following Jesus, and we're rugby players, and we don't have to get into all the, the social alcohol partying side of rugby. And that was just amazing to me that, uh, that I could still have rugby in my life and it based on, on Christ this time. So um, that was just amazing and a pure gift from God. Um, I, there was a decision to stay in Saskatoon and to play rugby there and go to university there, but I knew God was calling me to British Columbia. And I'm so thankful that I was able to be directed by God to come to British Columbia and do university here and play rugby with the Bible thumpers. And our, our Bible study still goes on 20 years later. That was 2001. And, um, and really through that is now as we, we get into how rugby came back at Trinity Western, uh, I can look back now in my life and see how God has shaped me to, to have this opportunity to, to pour into rugby at Trinity Western. Um, so skipping ahead, I was playing rugby, going to university. I went to UBC and did a human kinetics degree. My intention was to be a phys ed teacher so I could coach rugby. Um, but I had a, developed a passion for weightlifting and strength and conditioning and end up uh, doing some work with the Canadian national team. And in um, 2011, my, my, I was 25. My first sons were born. They're twins. I was 25, uh, and Moses and Theo were born. Um, 
so I was doing contract work, uh, doing a lot of contracts and strength and conditioning. And in 2013, I was called up and offered a, a contract for three months to go move to Victoria and work uh, as assistant strength and conditioning coach with the national program. Um, and my wife was currently pregnant with my, my daughter at the time. And this was a moment where uh, in my professional life where it's, uh, a, there's a decision. So um, I really felt God was calling me to take this job. And I said to Stephanie, like, there's something about it. So the, the context of this job was it's a three-month contract, moved to Victoria. I had to quit all my other work. Stephanie had to quit her work. And my wife's pregnant. Um, so we decide, you know, we believe God's leading us to Victoria. So that's what we do. Um, we, I, we, we quit all our work over here in the Lower Mainland, moved to Victoria. And it's a three-month contract that's not guaranteed to continue. And it was based on the Canadian Sevens team performing and getting Own the Podium funding. Um, and then I'd have to apply for the job that I currently was in to um, be able to, you know, stay employed. So anyway, long story short, six months later, um, I was elevated in position to become the head strength and conditioning program of the uh, the entire national team for the men's side. Uh, my predecessor, Matt Barr, uh, ended up taking a job in Manitoba and uh, I'd see it as just a miracle. I didn't have a PhD. Most people in those positions in the international rugby side have their PhDs and definitely their masters and tons of experience, but I was definitely unqualified for the role. Um, but uh, I didn't understand how I ended up in that role, but I trusted God and, um, you know, he, he provided that opportunity. In Rugby Canada, uh, I, I often felt like I was the only Christian there and my values that I, I believed in were often at odds with the social side of uh, rugby and was often in those environments. And, and I traveled a ton all over the world and um, have been fortunate to go to so many countries through that job and got to meet, meet some amazing athletes and uh, people. So, but I always just wondered, why am I in this role? Like, God, what are you doing with me here? Like, it was often dark and heavy, and I often felt alone when uh, people, coaching staff or so on, would be at the pub. Like, I'd go have a pint of milk and head back to the hotel on my own, and I, I just didn't understand it um, until after 2015, after the Rugby World Cup. Like, it was just time for our family to move on, and uh, we decided to move back to the to the Lower Mainland and. Uh, began contract work again, and I just there was something about Trinity Western University. I d had no context with it. I knew they were good at sport, and they were a Christian university. And um, I just decided to check in to see if it was real. And um, so it turns out it is real. It's a genuine Christian place here at Trinity, and I was blown away by it. Um, I was in an interview for a part-time strength and conditioning role with the Spartans. And uh, in the interview, uh, Jeff Gamash, the athletic director, uh, mentioned that um, they wanted to expand the, the athletics department to have more teams and rugby could be an option. So up until that moment, um, I wasn't keen to come to Trinity because I didn't know how to feed my family and to pay rent in the lower mainland on, on the salary. But when he mentioned rugby, maybe... It, I just took it as a sign that God wanted rugby here at Trinity Western University. That was in 2017. And uh, I took the part-time job as a strength coach uh, with the Spartans 
and put extra effort into working with the admin team, uh, Carol Hofer and Jeff, to start rugby at Trinity kind of in a volunteer capacity with some of my extra time and stuff. So uh, in 2018, in the fall, the budget was approved to start rugby here at Trinity uh, and the faithful leadership of uh, uh, Bob Wood and uh, Bob Kuhn um, and the faithfulness of the university to start a men's program and a women's program on a short timeline. I really appreciate the faith that they had in this. Um, so it's approved in the, the fall of 2018. I didn't have, I had to reapply for the job too. I did, wasn't given the job of director of rugby. So I'd apply for that. I didn't know if I would lead it, um, but went through the hiring uh, competition and was named director of rugby in uh, January of uh, 2019. And we're starting the rugby program in September, 2019. So I basically had four or five months to recruit two teams. Um, so all the rugby players out there, you are definitely a miracle that you're at Trinity Western University as a rugby player. And those who aren't with us, I still believe God led you to our program for a purpose. And um, I know God has great plans for, for all of you rugby players. We don't always have the greatest reputation, and I think, uh, um, I think that's okay because God often uses those people who come from the least likely situations to do his greatest work. And um, yeah, throughout all this whole process early on and when I was feeling the, the pressure and weight, you know, to, for the su successful program to run, for me to have a job and continue to feed my family and, and uh, care, provide for them, um, it's, it's, uh, it, I felt that weight. And God provided the verse, Ephesians 3.20. Um, it's, it's a prayer by Paul to the church and just saying, um, God can do immeasurably more than all you could ask or imagine according to his good work within you. Um, and basically for the glorification of him and his church. Um, so he just gave me that promise. And the rugby team for every soul and spirit that's come to Trinity Western to be on a rugby program um, is beyond what I could ask or imagine. And I think beyond what the university could ask or imagine. And I can't wait to see uh, how you're you're your choices and your response. And I hope that you can develop that trust. Uh, and to the rest of the students at Trinity, um, yeah, I see our rugby program as your rugby program. It's God's rugby program. And, and um, yeah, we, we're, I, I hope that we're brothers and sisters who are part of the church. We're just a rugby team as an arm of the church to, to provide a rugby team that is his, to do his purpose. Uh, where it's a fit, where people wouldn't normally come to Trinity without a rugby program like this. So um, when we look at diversity and um, inclusivity, I think there's all kinds of people in the rugby uh, arena who should come to Trinity and play rugby here and get to know Christ better and what, uh, so they can trust him, uh, have choice to follow him or not, and just wait and see what, what Christ does and what his response is at, through your faith and his uh, as you respond to him. So in, in summary of all this, my, my life is a mess. And this whole uh, uh, story outline, you should see my paper here, but it's a mess. But, you know, if you will give Christ the opportunity uh, to where you can trust him, uh, where you can decide to, to follow him, uh, I just challenge you to just wait and see what his response will be in your life and is better than you can imagine. And uh, I'm so thankful for the way that he's made himself real to me through these challenges. Um, but 
my life is so much better because I, I trust him and I've chosen to, to follow him. And he's provided the grace and the strength to, to get through some tough uh, situations. Uh, and I'm guessing that you've been through some tough uh, situations yourself. And uh, he's really the only hope and the only way out of these things. So it's Christmas time. And um, while I'm recording this, you were going to see it afterwards. But if you reflect back on Christmas, we're in COVID right now. And um, I, I, there's no doubt really heavy things in your life. And um, I just encourage you, if you can sing in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust and mean it and feel it right here. Um, man, it, it'll be powerful and and make your life better than you can imagine so i appreciate your time and uh i just encourage you to follow jesus thank you thanks for listening we hope to worship together with you soon at our next broadcast online at livechapel.twu.ca every monday wednesday and friday at 11 a.m you can also stay connected with us by following at twu chapel and at twu student ministries much love Thank you.